yo, 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 what's going on people, Raps on TV, here to talk the biggest and best things in boxing as per usual. This week I'm here with my co-hosts, Tom and Rafi, how you doing guys? Yeah, great, great man, yourself? Good, 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 I was going to say, don't all, ra- don't, don't all rush at once. <laughs> too eager, man, too eager. Too too e- <laughs> you, so you, you guys enjoy, enjoy the bank holiday weekend, get a little carnival wine, a bit of jerk chicken? Yeah, man, definitely. So, I was going to say, pure silence. Now, nah, how was the weekend for you guys, though? <laughs> I'll let you go. Yeah, I'll let you go. 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 I'll let you the summer, as to say, but I think we're going to get one of those Indian summers this year. I think it's going to be hot to right through to October, and again bringing the heat with uh, the podcast every Tuesday. I love that. I love yeah, that. Yeah. And I know Tom was you were down 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 in Bournemouth uh, causing havoc and mayhem. So yeah, keep doing you, I'll young do lad. Scouting down at the local gym, doing a bit of scouting. Just I like that. If I can see any young prospects coming through to bring on the podcast, that's what that was the main intention. Yeah, no worries. We we, we 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 believe you, Tom. We believe you. <laughs> so listen, guys. Um, obviously this weekend, um, and I'll quickly run into the agenda. Pretty short. Um, the boxing season is kind of back upon us. Uh, so we saw last weekend. We saw uh, Anthony Yard go over to Chelyabinsky, Russia, and uh, take on Sergei Kovalev. So we'll get into that in better detail. Uh, we're also going to pick apart the Lomachenko versus Campbell clash, which is taking place in London's O2 Arena. Um, yeah. quite a packed undercard if you if you look at the bouts and what they mean so you've got Josh Barazzi who's challenging for a light international for WBA international light heavyweight title uh, you've got Fury uh, that's Huey Fury against Alexander Povetkin so you don't know what could come from what that fight. Um, yeah it should be a good fight and you've got Charlie Edwards defending his belt again so looking like a decent night of boxing um, and we'll definitely be getting into that further ado uh, guys just want to remind you and if I don't repeat it I will try calls will be answered from 8pm so from 8pm we will get the lines open and we'll try to get as many callers through as possible I'm sure you're all going to drop everything you're doing and rush 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 to get on the line right now so guys um, no better place to start than Chelyabinsky and the matter of lost luggage no hold no hot water um yeah, the uh, the view, a, a kind of cheap travel lodge looking hotel, a view of a park or yeah. a forest. Um, guys, obviously last week, uh, Yard travelled to Russia to take on the killer, and that's factual, um, Sergei Kovalev. Um, what did we make, and before we get into the fight, what did you guys make of the build-up in terms of the promotion last week, in terms of the, the open workouts, the weigh-in, the press conferences? I mean... Is there anything that stood out for you before the actual fight took place? Mm. I think um, the promotion, uh, you could you could argue, was a bit lackluster in terms of being so close to the fight. Um, there wasn't really much to kind of take from the, the promotional side of things, but I think kind of everything speaks for itself on the night. The fight lived up to expectations. Uh, Anthony Yard put up a valiant effort um, in, in Chelyabinsk, you know, in Kovalev's backyard. Kovalev brought that experience, that ruggedness, um, that world title elite level credentials, uh, I suppose, in the, in the fight and got the business done. I think it was quite a brutal finish uh, to the fight. I think, if anything, I think probably Yard was a bit fatigued when it came to the, the 11th round. Um, probably took a... Hey, hey, we're not talking about the fight yet, Tom. I'm talking about the pre-build-up. It's, it's, 
Slow oh, down, slow no, down, no, slow no, down. No, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, but yeah, so I suppose to keep it short, the uh, the promotion was is what it was. Um, you know, it's out in Russia. You're not expecting it to be, you know, a, a red carpet stage. Um, it's a fight, um, and I thought they, they handled it well. I think the press conference was good. Tunde got his chance to speak. Uh, Yard was in, in, good, in good spirits. So I think everything kind of materialised um, and marinated into being a good, uh, a good spectacle. Yeah, I'd echo that. Um, the other thing I'd probably say is that I think that given how muted it had been in the UK, I think Kovalev's party did really well in Russia because you saw it was a full house and Russia seemed to be really up for it. But UK side, it was quite lacklustre in that BT Sport were only promoting the fight three days out, yeah. which was quite surprising for me because Yard is their flagship fighter the whole uh, face of their franchise is built around Anthony Yard. Daniel Dubois may be the heavyweight face of Frank Warren's stable, but everything was geared towards Anthony Yard. So it's a little bit surprising to see. Um, and we've seen fights like Warrington, Frampton, fair enough, that was pay-per-view, get around about two weeks' worth of non-stop airtime for adverts and whatnot. But yeah. for Yard Kovalev to get three days, it left a sour taste in my mouth, personally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, I think you've made some, both made some really good points there. I think one thing I would say, and I think you're both right in terms of the promotion, probably in Russia, they did a bit more. But one thing I liked kind of leading up to the fight, which um, I don't usually do, and I'm just going to say it, but, you know, usually I don't do, I don't fall into this whole, he's a British fighter, let's back him, yada, yada, yada. But I felt this time around, I felt that Yard got a lot of support. Um, I think that definitely yeah. kind of, I mean, look, I predicted, you know what, the result was but then I predicted you cover uh, yard to stop him. Um but I think overall it was just really good to see sort of like so much support coming in for him. A lot of people, whether you call it rivals, whether you call it, you know, opposition uh, promoters or stables, they were even sending him messages of, of good luck, you know, best wishes. Um and I think that was a good thing for us to see. Physically there. Say that again? What about the support physically there? Do you think that lived up to expectation? No, I don't I doubt I mean look <laughs> I doubt I, I don't know who's got that ticking in the background noise, but um, yeah, let's just control that. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, for me, I think there was definitely uh, not an, going to be enough support for him there because of the location. I mean, I don't even know how you would have started to get tr- flights there. You know, he probably had his close family. I believe his sister was there, his close friends. But you know, you're not talking yeah. of a, a Joshua invasion of New York. You know, Joshua fans invasion. I think this one was always going to be very minimal. You know, similar to Fury and when he beat Klitschko in Dusseldorf. Some of those locations, you, you get your true fans, but not all, and that doesn't mean to say they're not your true fans, but not everyone can make that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's probably also, and I'm not going to play this wild card too early, but it could also be um, a race wild card as well, because Anthony Yard and Tunde Ajayi were the only two black guys on that plane, and they were the only two guys who had their luggage come late and I don't know if that would have acted as a deterrent to other people to then not turn up but well, you would have bought your flight already no I mean that would have happened yeah, on the Monday so I don't think you would have waited last minute the visa protest for Russia that's not going to prevent anybody I mean obviously they were the only black guys but I think it was much is, is less of that but more of the opposition in my personal opinion I think you know whether it had been Nathan Cleverly that was going over to Russia to fight him and 
yeah, they would have they would have lost his ha- his luggage as well. So I think that yeah, was a small bit scold- exactly. That's the standard skullduggery of a Ford for the away fighter. Yeah. So I guess and that, it didn't end there, did it? That hotel. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's and that's and that's a point I think we want to talk about. So Rafi, do you want to just lay out kind of like the the challenges that they had early on? Yeah, they uh, turned up at the hotel and everything was pre-booked, as it would be. And there was no cold water in Anthony Yard's room. He then rang up the receptionist and the hotel staff and said, there's no hot water in my room. They went there and after the first test, they concluded that, right, there's something wrong with the water in his room. And they promised him that he would be re-roomed and that there would be no issues there. He went to another room on another floor and it was the exact same story. Yeah, and having spoken to other people in the hotel, and I'm, when I say having spoken to, I refer to Anthony's team. There was nothing wrong with their water temperature or anything, so it does make you think, doesn't it? Yeah, hello. Uh, hello. Yeah, Rafi. Hello. Yep. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, Rafi. Yeah, you cut out there, mate. Yeah, no worries, but yeah, um. It doesn't yeah. particularly well, does it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's to be expected, right? But I will say, I think for me, what was refreshing about, you know, we saw a lot of uh, the interviews uh, from the IFL guys out there. Um, and I think what was refreshing was Yard wasn't really moaning. He wasn't being a diva. Like, he was letting us know this is what's going on. But he wasn't throwing his top, you know, throwing his toys at the prime, saying, I'm not fighting if you don't get this, if you don't do that, if you don't do yeah. this. He was pretty. Yeah. I was actually, if I'm be honest, I was actually a bit worried for him because I thought he was taking in his stride too much in terms of people was, just coming yeah. in around him. Yeah. You know, just doing stuff and showing you this and showing you that. I mean, yeah, I don't know, but again, he, he's he's the pro. They've been around it, so I think that was really good yeah. because I think you know we're going to talk yeah. about the performance and, and the fight as a whole. But I do think yeah. he, he he he's won himself a, a lot of credit all round. Um. So now, obviously, moving I on think to he the fight. Sorry, as well. I think I think he remained quite uh, professional, you know, like with all this uh, well said. Uh, bravado yes. with the, the luggage, the hot water. Because I mean, I understand fighters when they're trying to make a, a limit of 175 pounds or however heavy the uh, light heavyweight limit is. Mm. You know, you're going to need your bath to sweat out a certain amount of weight, or you're going to need certain conditions where it needs to be mm. uh, mandatory to meet requirements. You know, there was a, I yeah. heard there was a weigh-in in the morning and then there was a weigh-in in the afternoon. Whatever the reason what was was behind that, um, I'm not too sure. But I suppose, like you said, Coach, it's out in Chile, because you're not really going to get anything, you know, the same you would on your home turf. It's all going to be stacked against you. There's going to be certain precautions that they're going to take to ensure that the, the away fight is not given the same uh, luxuries. And I just think that the whole... Um, mindset and mentality that they carried over into Russia mm. was, was superb because they didn't really make a meal of things. You see a lot of fighters when, like for example, uh, Billy Joe Saunders went out to Montreal to fight David Lemieux. Uh, Dominic Ingle wasn't happy about the skills that they were using um, mm. yeah. on the, on the, at the weigh-in. Um, and that just kind of put into perspective how, you know, Kov- uh, Yard's not had the experience at elite level. He's not even fought anyone near the calibre of Kovalev. Had to deal with the fight week um, commitments, had to deal with the, the, the hostility with being in Russia and he was given a lot of love so that kind of counteracts the point that you know it's an away fighter, it's a British fighter going to Russian soil, would there be any animosity? I don't think there was, I think that they were treated fairly and again they didn't make a meal of things so I think just kind of putting 
for a fair fight. It makes for a fair, um, you know, yeah. of both parties, and both parties dealt with it um, the way it should be professionally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I and it makes the contrast because how Tyson Fury, for example, he wasn't happy with the ring. Uh, yeah. I think it was the carpet or the the um, yeah, the, the, uh, the layering, yeah, the layering behind it. And that was the day before the fight. He threatened to pull out. So given that this was a few days before the fight, and there wasn't just the one off, it was from the airport to the hotel and everything in between. Yeah. He had his reasons to pull out if we mm. use Fury as a benchmark, but he didn't. So yeah. he has to be commended for that. Exactly, and I yeah. think ultimately, and in, 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 in you guys are right there. So I mean, let's get into the fight. Um, I think everyone yeah. that's listening now would definitely know what the result is. Um, so there's no shame in um, kind of saying yard loss, which is factual. Um, I guess the key yeah. thing is, um, this kind of dissects, um, where, when I say surprise, I think, could you see the knockout coming as the fight was going on, or did you think Yard would at least finish on his uh, feet? I think Yard uh, probably um, fatigued, like I mentioned, uh, kind of as the, the rounds went on. I thought both men came into the fight um, at a, a frantic pace, really, because like when, when, when the bell went, both were on their toes, they were thrown faint, they were, they were moving, they were bopping their head, they were weaving, they were looking for shots for either man to draw them in. Uh, to make a counter, and I think Anthony Yard, although he didn't probably win any of the first, I'd say, six, seven rounds, um, from what I saw, um, I thought Kovalev controlled the pace and the distance, um, and I thought his jab was uh, exceptional. Um, I didn't expect Kovalev to have such a a punishing jab, especially when we saw him against uh, Ward, against Alvarez. He didn't even seem like he threw his jab in those fights. He didn't even seem existent that he was was willing to throw um, the multiplicity of jabs that he did throw. Um, And I thought against Yard, he would be a bit more cautious, cagey early on. Um, That was the complete opposite, kind of took me by surprise. And Kovalev then kind of went through the gears, broke him down uh, with some painful body shots. Besides the eighth round, I thought uh, Yard looked like he was going to get him out of there maybe 20, 30 seconds later. It could have been a whole different story. We could be sitting there talking about uh, one of the biggest, uh, even within the fight, biggest comebacks of any British fighter because he was down on the cards significantly. Um, and again, Kovalev showed that experience, showed that class, and that's what probably got him over the line. Yeah, I think the writing probably was on the wall. Um around 30 seconds after the end of the eight, because you could see that Yard had emptied the tank. Mm-hmm. And going forward from there, you could tell in that first 30 seconds that that was it, he was spent. And it was only a matter of time. So I think the knockout was on the cards, but it was only until the eight that it looked like happening. Yeah, I just caught fire after that, really. Like yeah. the, the eighth round, on whips, it was like back, forth, back, forth, didn't know what was going on. Commentary was like, you know through the roof we didn't know whether or not you know Kovalev looked tired we saw that in the Alvarez fight he looked like a man that couldn't even stand on his two his own two legs and to kind of turn around the eighth round and uh, you know move it on to the ninth the tenth and the eleventh I mean just kind of a question to pose to you both do you think that that world level uh, credentials kind of got him over that phase of um, adversity to, to weather the storm and come back um, world level credentials to some extent I think it mainly lies within the experience and whether he'd fought at elite level or even world level at all I don't think that comes into play so much I think it's more the sense that if you're a domestic level fighter and you're 35 
you've seen a lot in that time. And if you're up against someone who's in their late 20s, but a world-level fighter, even though they operate at a higher level, they'll be, through your experience, you'll learn things, regardless of whatever level you operate at, that you, you always have of the other guy. So yeah. I think it probably leans more towards experience than pedigree, but that's just how I see it. Yeah, no, definitely, I agree. Coach, how do you uh, how do you think? Yeah, I think I think it's a bit of both. Um, because I would say I think there's definitely re- examples in boxing where you could say, probably not domestic level, but I would say guys that are operating at world level that are probably not viewed as technically gifted as others, but they have the experience to kind of old man them and school them. I think the best example would be uh, Salido against Lomachenko. Um, I think yeah. Salido's exp- experience um, served him well to kind of just get through the rounds um, against Lomachenko. Lomachenko didn't understand how to apply pressure. Um, I do think the world level played its part, um, but not just by credentials, I think via his ability, um, the mindset. So, you know, as you as you said, when he was, he looked like he was out, I really thought Yard was going to get it in the eighth. Um, but as Rafi said, towards the end, I knew that he, had, he, he I think everything had gone, you could see it in my opinion. And yeah. I think from, from Kovalev's point of view, I think it was the little things, the clinching, you know, just rather than, you know, uh, just being up close, getting a bit of dos- distance, you know, blocking that body shot, which was clearly painful for him. Um, I think yeah. definitely yeah. it's the experience um, that that's, that got him round, that got him through the fight. Um, and I would say also clearly the R's lack of an ex- experience because rather than, unless it was a case of he had nothing left, rather than let it all go in the eighth, I think he could have sustained it a bit more, so up the pressure a bit in the eighth, um, made himself a bit more elusive and not get hit, and then in the ninth, follow up the same thing, and then by the tenth, potentially he's worked enough of, of Kovalev's body and, and gassed him out that he could get the win. But, you know, it was a valiant effort. Um, but I think, yeah, for me, I think Kovalev's clearly experience and everything, his amateur pedigree, saw him through yeah. this. Um, yeah. Rafi, you got a... yeah. oh. No, I was just agreeing with what you said about, you know, the pedigree seeing him through in the end. Yeah. Yeah, but a question for you guys would be, um, do you think yeah. Yard should switch should switch promoter? Because the biggest fighter in the division are Bivol, well, actually, the obvious one, we'll come on to that in a bit, but Bivol, yeah. Baturbia, Callum Johnson, I'm going to butcher his name, but Gavod, I can spell it, but I can never find it. Yeah. Vodzik, you know the yeah yeah um, him <laughs> all, of them, all of those guys are the yeah. zone fighters and the only avenue into the zone is either signing up directly or Eddie's door and yeah. Uncle Frank is never going to do a show with her and we all know that so um, maybe he should follow Billy Joe Saunders' footsteps and uh, join yeah, with uh, former what do you guys think what do you think yeah, I, I mean I yeah, no, I um, I agree. I think Bill, that you kind of took the, the words out of my mouth uh, really with the uh, Billy Joe Saunders thing. I think I yeah. agree. I think you could possibly consider the the transition to Matchroom, but I don't think I think it's too early to to make that decision. I think he's only what eighteen, nineteen fights into his career. He's come off a world level defeat. Um, I mean, look at look for example uh, Charlie Edwards, who we're going to come on to talk about in his fourteenth. Uh, sorry, 11th fight, he fought Casemiro, that was with Matchroom. Matchroom were building him up to be the next big star. I know there's a massive gap between um, sort of breaching that world level between flyweight and light heavyweight, but mm. the same model kind of applies here because if you're a fighter that's young and fresh and is willing to put it on the line, 
then it doesn't really matter what promoter you're with because at the end of the day, if you're willing to take uh, a lesser portion of the pie to fight for a world title, which I believe Kovalev did get the, the majority of the purse, uh, which is obviously expected, he's a much more seasoned fighter, um, then I wouldn't expect him to move from uh, Warren. I think BT Sport have got the perfect platform for Yard. We see with Dubois, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Dubois and Yard were matched together and would be a, uh, you know, work side by side to, to build shows in the UK, to build shows in the US. Um, and maybe yeah, yeah. someone of a lower, um, you know, understanding, uh, maybe Fr- uh, Frank Warren's son or someone else might come on board and think, well, how can I transcend BT Sport? How can I make them uh, a global phenomenon? And mm. I think that's probably the route they're going to go down. But I think just to answer your question quick, uh, quickly, Raph, I think... If I was to be, if I was in Yard's position um, and I was to choose yeah. a promoter, I would probably go with uh, top rank ESPN because they've got the Gavosiches of the world, they've got the Baturbiyevs, um, and there's well, I know Matt he works with Matra, but I think there's a lot more uh, leverage with uh, a US promoter. If I'm being totally honest, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I definitely want to say great points, Tom. I mean, I think I think it's quite split in the sense of you know you speak about the competition, but again, yes, uh, Gavosdik and Baturbiyev are. They are top rank fighters, um, so I think there's definitely that element. Um, there's obviously the deal that he's got from the from the uh, US in terms of the ESPN exposure. Um, the, I mean, I guess my 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 first point would say would be to say, I think it, he, I wouldn't leave Warren in order to fight further title shots because I think he needs to go back to the drawing board a little bit. Um, I think we'll come on to what he could do next. So I think he needs to go back. To sort of like the drawing board just a little bit and just start working on a few things. Um, you know, it's highly rumored he didn't even spar for this, and I was like, come on, don't even let that as a rumor be kind of circulated, whether it's true or not. Um, so I think yeah, for I think me, he has yeah, exactly. I know he has spars. Um, so for me, I think um, I don't know whether he needs to make that kind of decision now after this loss. Um, and the second thing as well is would. Would Matt would 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 Eddie Hearn even be interested in him really? And I'm saying that in a sense of, okay, maybe it's a bit of filler. But I think if you look at, like you said, he's got Bivol, he's got Buatzi. Um, yeah. You know, is I, we, I think it was, you know, if if, if Yard had won, I don't think you know he they, he would have been rushing to face any of those guys. Even though we know he faced Kovalev, it was about the timing on that factor. So. For me, I think yeah. uh, it's a good, good, good question. One that I don't think because everyone's talking about the trainer, but I don't think yeah. From a promoter point of view, I think he's still got to. I think he can still sit with Frank Warren. Frank Warren can still build his name in the UK. Um, he has done so relatively well at the moment. Um, not to say Warren or so Maxim can't do a better job, but I think there's no real need at the moment. I think stick to where you are now, regroup, come back again, and then see. Um, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, Tom, you got a question. I, uh... No, go on, mate. No, no, I was just literally going to just ask. Um, I mean, looking at, obviously, we've seen with uh, fighters in the past, they take a defeat. Do you think they should make, you know, some sort of um, thought about changing trainers? Obviously, we know the relationship that uh, Yard and Tunde have together. Would you would you be surprised if uh, Yard was to maybe like, have an amicable, uh, amicable split with uh, Tunde? Or do you think that that bond is too strong uh, to, to breach on business terms? Um, well, they definitely don't see each other as professional colleagues. They're very close friends. Yes. And so there's a lot of stuff behind closed doors that you, me, Courage, and no one else can have any idea about. So 
I think it's more so the fact that this is quite deep in that he's the guy, I don't know if he's the guy who took him off the streets, but he's definitely the guy who got him into boxing. Mm. And Yard was involved in a lot of trouble when he was younger, owing to his environment, you're a product of your environment, it wasn't his fault. And not for sentimental reasons, but when someone gives you a platform, whatever you do, whatever happens from then onwards, you're always going to remember who put you on the map. Yes. And that's why I think this is more than just a business decision. I don't know if you feel the same way, Coach. Um, Okay. Um, Yeah, I think I definitely agree with you on that in terms of, I think what we're talking about here is a bit of loyalty. And I think, you know, when, and I said this earlier, I think what Tunde has done for Yard... um, I think, you know, Yard will forever be indebted to him. But um, I will say it doesn't mean if he ever needed to change, it doesn't mean he couldn't change. Because similar to what Lewis said against Joshua, you are talking about going from preschool to primary school, secondary school, and then moving to university level with the same teacher from nursery. So I think there's nothing wrong with having that in your background as your reference point, somebody that, you know, you've got an honest relationship with. Uh, But I think... If I'm being honest, I don't think he should change train. I do think, however, they should change the structure or the regime, i.e. bringing some other people, bringing some other factors, because we don't know. One of the most impressive things for me, I have to say, was, again, was the height difference. I, for whatever reason, just believed that Kovalev would tower over Yard, but he didn't. They were He was looking eye to eye with him. But you look at the frames of the two yeah. fighters, two different things. Yeah. You, everyone would have said, look at Yard's frame, look at Yard's frame. But Kovalev came in with the right frame, similar as as Buatsi. Um So I think yeah. they need to be able to work on losing a bit of muscle a bit to be able to increase the stamina output, in my opinion. Um, but I don't think he should leave yeah. Tunde. Um, I think Tunde can learn a little bit because no matter what, I've I got a lot of time for Tunde, a lot of love for Tunde. But if you're going to say that he's got a, your fighter's got a better skill set than Andre Ward, then he has to display that. And there's... In f- Yard didn't display that so I think he's going to have to hold a bit of corn and just maybe when I say humble himself it's great that he's confident it's great that he's got these beliefs but I think just yeah. probably slow down on, on the wild statements because I think when you lose I think that's where you, everyone's saying all this shit about he should leave he should drop him I don't believe in that um, no, that's, no, yeah so that's just my take I don't know Tom what do you think about that should he stay go yeah I think it's more so about reevaluating. Uh, his, his role um, I think today as much as uh, you know he's got the charisma he's got the confidence he's not the fighter although oh, it, it would be fun to say he's the, he's the mouthpiece of the camp I think he's, he's intellectual I think he's got a lot of uh, uh, knowledge about the sport but I think when you're looking at someone of Andre Ward's pedigree or Kovalev's exactly. pedigree there's no comparison then I mean no disrespect I've got a lot of time for both of them mm. um, but there's levels, and I think not levels because I think Anthony Yard's the worst fighter than Kovalev. I just think at the time, he's not had the experience. I'm not saying that Yard can't be a world champion. I firmly think he will be a world champion. But you, you look at the uh, the crop of light heavyweights, and I mean, it's a tough, tough division. Yeah. You've got Baturbiev, who punches like a mule. You've got uh, Bavol, who's as crafty as your Lomachenko of the light heavyweight division. You know, he's as, he's as his speed, his... Um, you know his movement and I think Dengabozic is just an animal like we know we saw what he did to, to Stevenson um, Badu Jack again is another fighter you've got Joshua Boazzi um, the list don't forget Gilberto Ramirez has now come up so Gilberto he's in there Ramirez exactly so it's a tough division coach and I think uh, you guys will probably echo as well that you know you're not going to be handed uh, easy world title in this day and age you know Charlie Edwards has got 
Martinez. Mm. I think that what's so positive about boxing at the moment is not because it's driven by money, not just because it's driven by exposure and profile, but the competition within each division, I think, is, is, is through yeah. the roof. Every yeah. division is stacked. Yeah, I would say every um, division, though, mate, but I'd definitely say light heavyweight is up there. The level, light heavyweight is definitely a stacked one. Light heavyweight yeah, is strange. Yeah, I'm kind of with Tom on this, because most of them are. I mean, that's why it's I great. I most of them are. I mean, if I said you, okay, cruiserweight, give me, give me ten names. Yeah. Or five names, yeah, so it tends a bit, tends yeah. a bit much. But I agree with I think yeah. the cruiserweight division is buzzing. You've got a Coley, you've got Isaac Chamberlain, you've Come got on, Chris Bill and Smith. React for domestically, I think it's buzzing. Yeah, I think world levels. There's, there's a big, there is a big gap. And there I do agree gap. with you, coach. I think yeah. you could probably name four or five divisions where I'm you know saying. the level of world, like world class fighters, isn't there. Yeah, that's, that's understandable. You yeah. need to compare the welterweight division to the light like, middleweight division. There is no comparison there in terms of world level. Yeah. Or if you compare the, the super flyweight division to, the, to exactly. say, the middleweight division. You know, there, there, is, there is definitely a, an order there. There is a... Um, but there's some between. stacks. And that's the thing, like the welterweight, even light, light, lightweight. I mean, welterweight now, Maurice Hooker just said he's stepping up to welterweight. He can't do 140 anymore. Wow. So that's going to be interesting. I know he lost, but that was a great fight. Um I mean, even the names you forgot. You even even when you look at light heavyweight, don't forget Marcus Brown, who just lost to Jean Pascal. Um, so you know, what I mean, Pascal puts his name in there after beating um, Luke Marcus Brown. So yeah. I think light heavyweight is seriously stacked, um, and there's no yeah. two ways about that. And I guess one of the things yeah. I would have I, I wanted to say, and let's just kind of talk on before we start opening up the lines. Um, the eighth round, guys, talk me through how you were feeling watching the eighth round when you really saw. That Kovalev was on, 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 wobbling. I lost my voice. <laughs> I was screaming up and down. I think Richard React posted for some online as well that he lost his voice. Um, I was buzzing. I genuinely thought he'd done it because do you remember when Kovalev dropped his hands? This was around about the last ten seconds. Yeah, and he was backing up towards his. I think it was his own corner, and his hands were down. That's when I thought, do you know what? This is only two seconds away from the legs buckling and then another three seconds away from him being on the canvas. And I don't know if you guys heard, but his corner, I didn't see this, but they had a towel in their hand ready to throw in. Wow. Yeah. That's mad. Have you guys heard that? Online. First, first I've seen First I've seen it. I, thought I, I, I definitely heard something on um, Twitter the day after about considering pulling Yard out, but I never heard about the Kovalev. Uh, that, that's crazy. That's, that's mad. Yeah, that was that's that's shocking, man. <laughs> How about you, coach? Yeah, and Tom, what are you, Tom? What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I just, I was just saying, I, I couldn't believe it. I don't think, uh, I, I mean, especially someone of uh, Kovalev's nature and stature, I didn't think that even trainers. I know they put their well-being of fighters first. Um, you know, Kovalev has had some hard fights, and I think, especially a young, hungry, hungry lion like Yard who punches. Reasonably hard. Um, obviously, I've never, I've never felt one of those punches. So I can't oh. say exactly how hard he hits, but you know, um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I think it's a bit of a surprise though. Like I didn't, I wouldn't have expected Kovalev to, to have uh, given up or pulled, be pulled out. So yeah. no, that's a, that's interesting. Yeah, no, I did hear that yeah. Buddy McGirt was looking to do that. Or he said to him, "If you don't show me something in this round, I'm pulling you out as well." So I mean, I think, and that's yeah. why I say, you know, overall, I think Yard can't be criticised because okay. It didn't happen, but could you just imagine that's how the fight ended? And we're talking about Yard as the new WBO champion, and he stopped Kovalev, 
And then everything, in my opinion, would like because I felt as much as what you were saying is true. I felt Kovalev was ahead on the cards, but I didn't think the rounds were like total domination. I felt Yard was doing what he was trying to do. I feel their game plan was to kind of try to do neat head movement and then hit him with more body shots um, and power shots as opposed to being effective with the jab. Um, that's yeah. why the stat that came out was that said he's hit Kovalev the most out of the fighters. Fair enough, he didn't win, but he showed that he was active. So, yeah, like you guys, I mean, I was going up and down. I was like, oh, my God, like, fucking get in, get in, get in. Um, fucking do it, but, Yeah, but it was, it, I'll be honest, as soon as the round finished, I could, I don't know, something. I just looked at you and I was like, he's done it all. And I just think that's where he's going to learn. Um, so I think he's done a great job. I think, Kind of the, 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 I won't say the romance, but the kind of feedback afterward has been fantastic. So for me, I think he's done a great job and I think, you know, we've got to take our hats off to him. So guys, look, it's eight o'clock or just gone eight. So I'm going to open up the lines. Um, we've got seven, three, four, seven, three, four. The floor is yours. Hey, hello. No, what's good? What's good, people? Yes. What's going on, Dwayne? Long time, you good? Yes, Not too bad, man. We're back in reunion calling up. Exactly. Yeah, it was alright, you know. Yeah, I went on the Sunday. Not the Monday yeah. thing, but yeah, it was pretty blessed though. They shut that shit down too early though. I was kind of pissed. I was just about to get into the van. I'm telling you, it's yeah. not like old yeah. days, eh? But you still took yeah, one, two yeah. rum, yeah? Yeah, damn right. I'm back to <laughs> two bottles for the fucking rare nephew straight from Jamaica. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice, that authentic. I love it, I love it. Yeah, no, no. It's a glass of ice, yeah? <laughs> nah, I didn't have the ice, I can't lie. I didn't have the ice, but... So, for, what's yeah. on your mind, bro? Question or statement? Ah, it's always a statement with me, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think... <laughs> it's all good. They were controversial, you know? Nah, but, yeah. <laughs> I think... I think it was like... It was kind of like the equivalent to watching Eubank Jr. fighting Billy Joe. But the difference was that Billy Joe wasn't at world level. Mm. Well, I yeah. think that what what um what Yard showed was natural ability, potential, yeah. but not the right boxing IQ for that level. Yes. I like the comparison you made. Yeah. You see what I mean? It's, it's kind yes. of similar yeah. to that. Yes. Then I, I can round it off in a in a um in a complimentary manner. No, man, just speak so your you mind, bro. Don't worry about that. But speak it, speak it, speak your mind. But I think that's a great that's a great comparison in that sense. Of where Yard is at and what Eubank's gone on to do. Yeah, and this is the thing where seniors should get some credit because there's certain points where senior have made sure that junior avoided certain fights. Like there was mm. a point where I believe how many guys name, but he was meant to fight someone. <laughs> yeah, it was the English world level and the Triple G fight as well. Yeah, seniors like because senior realised that you know what. Junior's not quite ready, so how can I stare him away from dangerous fights but not let the brand look bad? Mm. And that's why I yeah. think that Sunday went a bit wrong because he's, he, it's like he started to believe the hype himself. He, he was the hype man. Mm. That fell into his own hype. Mm. Like what I heard you saying earlier, I think it was you, Coach, where he was talking about, well, I think it was Tom actually, one of you, one of you guys said that yeah. they were starting to make com- um, comments that he's better than Andre Ward and all yes. this. It's like, yo, come on man, stop yes, that. exactly. You know? It's all well and good, like, promoting and having belief in your guy. You should have that, but mm. there's no need to make absurd comparisons or ludicrous statements because you line yourself up for the fall. And yeah. if there wasn't all this extra gas behind him, mm. I think he would have 
had, I don't think he would be getting slated as much on social media or by certain boxing fans. There's more to do with a lot of people, in my opinion, they've watched the whole Mayweather thing. Yeah. And everyone's mm. took that, that, that approach. But the difference with Mayweather and McGregor and Junior and all of these guys is Mayweather was backing that shit up in the ring. Yeah. 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 If you're going to be like making these big ass statements, you have to back it up then. Yeah, it's reality versus showmanship more than anything. Exactly. You've got, you've got like you mentioned there, the, the blueprint was there with uh, Chris Eubank. He did a post-fight interview saying how his son was going to, my son is going to be Mayweather. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But like, obviously, but there, like, there is reality and there is also, you know, commodity. And I think, I'm not saying that Tunde was being too over-ambitious. Uh, I think in terms of that timing element, he wasn't being realistic about, um, you know, yards. Uh, credentials is also his, his experience because remember he didn't have an amateur uh, pedigree not a lot of people know that don't know that but he was actually from a white collar background you know he wasn't yep. from a, an amateur background so yeah. there was a lack of experience there the major like that I mean come on man Cobble has been in there with Bernard Hopkins bro you know what I mean he's been in there with like proper high level boxers you can't take a young cub like that and just throw him in there he should have been fighting the likes of Jose Burton Bawatsi Probably only British level. Get 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 into that level. Make sure you're good to go, and then step up to European. And then step up to world because he's young. There's no mm-hmm. need to rush. Yeah. I think what's interesting, and I'll, I'll let you finish, um, or I'll come back to you on the point. I do agree with you on that. I think on the performance we saw, it doesn't make sense why they. I don't want to say avoided, but why they kind of dragged their heels on the Buglioni fight. On I mean, I know Buglioni was also, but I mean. Really, they, they could have, they should have done everything to make that fight because I think that would have helped him tremendously. Um, and Jose Burton, you probably argue that, yeah, the, the intelligence, the wing IQ probably get got would have got the better of him. But the Buglioni one, I would say, yeah, they really should have taken that fight. You're right, you're right. You need these learning fights, man. Yeah, you need the learning fights. You can't just. I mean, even if we're going to learn anything from AJ's story, there's the thing where. He was so much better than the caliber of fighters he was fighting. He got thrown into world level. Mm. Then all of a sudden, he's got to fight killer after killer after killer. Like, if we look at the reality as you guys are like proper boxing um, tourists, mm-hmm. you look at the reality of Mayweather's career, it was built. They didn't just throw him in there with fucking Colo and all these top killers straight away. They built that shit, man. Yeah, and, I mean, and by the time, yeah, and by the time everyone's seen all the hype and that, he's already had 30 fights, yeah. you know? And I mean, I think the. He was definitely in with some killers at the lower weights, but I agree with you. Once he got to sort of like your one forty-seven, um, I mean, he was ch- and to be fair, he was chasing them. So, we'll get, but he, 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 they, 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 they were strategic. There's no two ways about it. They were strategic. Mm. Yeah, and that's what and you've also, got to be. Sorry, no, I was gonna say you have to be, but carry on, bro. Another thing that I would make as a um, constructive criticism is Tunde can't be shouting fucking lines in the camp here. Yeah? In a world title fight where the guy needs technical advice. Mm. If you look at him, would that be a big guy? I'm not sure. No, it was Tunde, bruv, could he even admit it in the IFL interviews. Yeah. Saying that, oh, he was doing yeah. it because he knows his man, he knows what's going to happen. Fuck that, bruv. Yeah. You are the coach, you're the head coach. Give him technical instruction. Mm. Yeah, Tell him fuck him. It, then. Is that what you're getting Do you think he bottled it? Is that what you're getting at? He didn't give him constructive advice. And that was what he did to compensate. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that he bottled it as such because they're in the ring and they're fighting. But no, no, no. The, the oh, Tunde. He just didn't do a good job, bro, in my opinion. If you look yeah. at, all right, if Carmen 
example, right? If you watch that fight again, listen to what Buddy's saying to Covenant and listen to what Tunde's saying to, to, to Yard. And that is the inexperience in the corners. You know what I mean? He's there rubbing his chest with fucking baby oil, doing that lines in the camp. Get the boy ready to fight, man. Yeah. I was sorry for Yard in that regard because he's not used to being at that level. When he goes to that corner, he needs good advice. Yeah. Lions in the camp, that's over, bro. That's dead now. Yeah. It's the fans that should be shouting Lions in the camp, not the fucking head coach. Yeah. And just to add to that, see, I think as well, like, you, 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 you know, you have chance and you have bits of motivation, but I think when, you know, the, when the, the, the kind of kitchen sink is thrown at you and you've got to deal with the occasion, you've got to deal with the pressures of a, a big fight, I don't think, you know, Yard doesn't particularly want stuff being shouted in his ear. He wants to remain focused. He wants to remain, you know, content with the, the challenge at stake. And I think he's probably looking at Tunde and thinking, like, rah, calm down a bit, you know, like, the energy's too much, you know. There's yeah, have vibes in the gym, but it's not also something you want two days out of a fight in Russia, you know, something yeah. like that. In my opinion, when you're going back to your corner, that's the chance to reboot. You need to be giving this guy, like I say again, Kovalev's um, coach buddy, giving him advice. Work the body, throw the jab, do this, pivot, go to the right, blah, blah, blah. Like technical advice, like while he's taking his deep breaths and getting his water and that, like, he can be getting his mind conditioned. Mm. I'm watching Yard Corner. I don't know which round, I think it was round five or something, yeah? yeah. And Tunde was literally just rubbing his chest, bro, looking him in his eyes and rubbing his chest. And I was thinking, I'd probably slap a guy if he'd done that, you know? I don't like, like, I don't want to get all like, you know what I mean? But, nah, man, I'm just sitting there just rubbing my body, bro. Give me advice, give me technical advice, tell me what I need to go out there and do. He needed the advice. And these are the things that we saw with Junior when Senior would just be sitting there, just standing looking at his face. No, it's not good enough. Mm. Give him technical advice. Nah, definitely. You know, that senior, and so, bro, so just moving. could have done that, but he didn't. I don't know if Tunde could. I think Tunde could have at least tried. And I mean, again, and I refer to Mayweather. When Mayweather's going to his corner, if it weren't Floyd Senior, it's Roger Mayweather. They weren't yeah. fucking shouting fucking, um, like, little slogans and that. They'd yeah. do that shit in the gym and that. But when he was going to the corner, bruv, Mayweather's getting firm instructions. It's only, it only by the time Mayweather got to, like, that supreme level. Where, and I'm seeing it still would, but it wasn't really necessary because he knew what he needed to do. Mm. But... When that guy was going back to his corner, Mayweather, bro, he's getting sound advice, man. Constructive feedback. Exactly. Yeah, you can't be doing that because if that's what you're doing, then what's the, what's the corner for? Mm. Not yeah, for water. So, so you Exactly. So, do it, just get your last point um, or, or get your thoughts on this one. Um, Lomachenko versus Campbell this weekend. What's your thoughts on that fight? Uh, Lomachenko wins. It'd probably be similar to like Lomachenko Lenaro's type fight. Okay. What, you think the yeah. Campbell can knock down Lomachenko? I think what, sorry? You think that um, uh, Campbell can, can get a knockdown against Cam- uh, Lomachenko? <laughs> That's a nice little spin. Now, mind <laughs> you, yeah. probably, probably, maybe he could get a little knockdown, but come on, Lomachenko, man. He, I have to see him. I have to see, like, you have to go in against someone where you think, okay, he might lose. But as it stands, I ain't seen anybody that he's going up against and I'm thinking he might lose. Yeah. Put him in there with, like, I won't lie, I do think some of the lightweight guys, but I know what you mean. Um, 
And you know what? For me, I have to be honest, I was against, not against Lomo, because that sounds harsh, but I thought he was overrated. I still think they're a bit too high on him, given he's lost, so they've shown he's beatable. But um, the way he stopped Rigondeaux, I thought Rigondeaux was going to deal with him, but I know there was the question about the weights and blah, blah, but at the end of the day, Rigondeaux got into the ring and he retired and he got schooled. So, yeah, Lomachenko is definitely up there. Um, And what I meant with a knockdown, because I'm thinking, I don't know, I just feel it could be like a crawler. I don't know, obviously, yeah. Crawler fought in April. I just feel that this Lomachenko oh, yeah. is going to... I know Campbell is probably a bit more ranges, a bit more pedigree on the Olympic route as well, but I don't know. I just can't see... I can't see him doing anything, if I'm being honest. Because nah. the thing as well that always sticks in my mind is that I've seen Campbell lose to, to, to um, less, less, less quality boxer. Yeah. I can't believe that's this black French boxer, isn't it? Yeah, 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 and he got him out of there, man. Yeah. So I saw that fight, I just thought, okay, this is what your level is. That's not a disrespect, but if he's losing to the caliber of that fight, and I haven't necessarily seen a major improvement since, yeah. losing to guys like that, you ain't gonna go in there and beat Lomachenko. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, there but is I respect that. So there is definitely shades of that Mendy fight where you know you probably look at it, look at it, you you analyze. Although Campbell's probably what three three years on now, a bit more mature, has changed to McGuigan. I do still think that there is a little bit of immaturity there, um, mm. you know, in terms of you know these massive fights because you never experienced something like this. You know, all the hype yep. is behind Lomachenko coming over to the UK. It's not about whether Campbell can pull off the upset, whether Campbell exactly. can nullify Lomachenko. It's, ever since this fight has been announced, from my personal opinion, I think yeah. it's always been focused on making Lomachenko a UK. Yeah. I, I that's great points yeah. and yep. even more so because the thing is and, and you're right and it's like everyone's even forgetting the point of obviously I know it's a split decision but Campbell lost to Linares um, and as yeah. you said the Linares for me I mean he put Cam, uh, Lomachenko down I think it was more with Lomachenko not being used to the weight and that was the first time I think he actually stepped up I want to say to maybe 130 um, and um, for me I just think yeah, I just don't see how Campbell... I like Campbell. He seems like a really nice guy. You know, I remember from the Olympics. Oh. But I just don't... I, not even a levels thing. I just think this is just not a competitive fight. And that's what I want no, from no. Lomachenko. So before I start criticising him again, I understand why they've made this fight. You know, it's for the vacant WBC. Um, but I think even if Campbell had won the WB somehow and had to fight Lomachenko, it's still not a competitive fight. So, yeah, it is what it is. Um, what, on the card, you're looking forward to Fury Povetkin? Yeah, man, I'm happy with Fury's um, Fury Fury's move to the match. Actually, I think that's good for his career. And now we're going to get to see what he's made of. So yeah, I think that's a hell of a fight to see, man. That's a good look. Happy for the Fury camp. Nice, nice, nice. He's deserved spotlight. He's been in Fury. Uh, he's been in Tyson's shadow for fucking years, man. He deserves his own space now, you know. No, yeah, second well. to that, man. Second to that. So listen, Dave, we're going to let you go, but I appreciate the calling in and support as per usual. And, 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 and enjoy the boxing this weekend. Cheers, thanks, bro. Yeah, man, respect to you, man, man. Cheers, respect, man. Thank you. Always. Always, man, always. The seat's there for you, bro. All right, yeah, take care. Up, all up, man. Cheers, See you later, man. Right. Cool. cool. Yeah, guys. So, I guess this this slip before we, last final minutes. Let's touch on this uh, matchroom yeah. card this weekend. So, you got Lomachenko, Campbell. Tom, give me your thoughts on that fight this weekend. Yeah, uh, just to echo what you both said, um, I think Lomachenko's uh, got too much for, for Campbell. And just before I kind of flip the, uh, the, the sort of question back to you, um, I think Lomachenko coming forward, I don't think Campbell's going to have it in him 
to nullify that um, that pressure, that speed. I think even with his reach, a lot of people are saying, oh, Campbell can use his attributes, his height, his range. But I just think against Lomachenko, man, come on, he's, he's too quick. His feet, the way he even just adjusts his feet into, into range is just like, it's like a wizard. Like, you can't even see it coming. It's like a cockroach moves in and out. You know, exactly. you can't even see see stuff yeah. there like that unless you're, unless you're born to to be able to deal with stuff like that, like with some sort of computer uh, robot that is able to, to, you know, take away certain viruses. Do you, do you kind of kind of get where I'm coming yeah. from? But um, I think Lomachenko, um, I see him stopping uh, Campbell mid rounds. I think six, seven. I think the the, the, the just the barrage of punches is going to be too much, and I can see him getting stopped on his feet. If I'm being uh, totally honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't really disagree with that. I think Luke. It, we we can't forget too quickly how well Luke did and gave an account of himself against Linares, but I just think that Linares then and Lomachenko now, even though they were two elite fighters and Lomachenko still is, there was a big gulf between those two. And if Luke was knocked down by Linares, I think it was the first or second round, and then he clawed himself back, but he still lost the fight. I just don't see what more he can do against Lomachenko. Yeah, there is a big gap between both Lomachenko and Lenares. I think you hit the nail on the head there because Lomachenko is in his prime now. He's, he, you know, he's, 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 yeah. okay, he, he fought, he fought Krola, and years ago when he fought Russell Jr., these guys, Martinez, he was a sublime fighter, but mm. I just think that he's making it look easier now against people. He's, he's taking the piss out of these fighters, but he, he's hitting them with shots where we didn't even see that when he was fighting in the amateurs because he's built up such a, a, a credible... Um, you know, variety of shots, his, his tutelage in the pro ranks, his, his all these, like, you know, these uh, preparations he does with, like, the speed balls, the, the kayaking, the, the, the outdoor tennis, all this stuff helps, you know, it all increases mobility, increases um, coordination, IQ, and he's, and he's demonstrating that in the ring. It's all well and good having all this outside of camp and then going into the ring and looking flat, looking that luster, but he just forms at uh, insane, probably un unnatural um, instinctive way like you know if he does it just yeah. you know, clicking the finger he throws shots and they're like right oh, you're getting punched, punched by five six com- combinations I mean you know, you're right ping him. no yeah. sorry, 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 sorry carry on Tom I was saying you're right no no sorry yeah no just yeah I suppose just kind of um, Campbell although like do you know what props to Campbell he's done well for himself he's, he's won an Olympic gold medal but I think Lomachenko just has all the has all the tools to be a uh, a superstar for the next five, ten years. Mm. You know? And and yeah. I mean, look, I definitely. Um, I think you've, you've you've all said the right things. Um, when I think of Campbell, I just think you know, I just think it's such a tough ask. Um, I think Lomachenko is very good. You're talking about, you know, even if it's you know one of the things you said, oh, a weakness for him could be the height. But you know, he's fought taller guys before. Okay, the reach is quite. Long, if you think about it, it's probably the longest opponent. So it's probably the first opponent with the longest reach. You know, you're talking about um, in terms of the di- the distance. But that doesn't always mean anything once you've got a high IQ. And you've also got the ability to stay in the pocket and miss shots. And that's one of the key skills, in my opinion, that Lomachenko has. He can be up close and he's going to be bobbing and weaving and you're not going to lay a finger on him. So actually having longer yeah. arms might become a hindrance because... You're not going to get your arms, and, and I'm, I'm talking like real talk here, he, as much as when he's throwing shots, it could be easier for Lomachenko to counter those shots because, do you know what I mean, he's, he's coming out, he's bringing it back, he slips, bang, yeah. he's thumbed up, 
you know, he's, he, he slips a shot, two shots again to the body, um, uppercut. So for me, I think, um, yeah, I, th- I think Campbell is going to be in for a very tough night. I think the home crowd might help him, but who's to say it's going to be a home crowd? There's a big Eastern European community in London, in the UK in general. Ukraine's not that far. Um, so it's probably one of the few opportunities that the Ukrainian fans could fly over and get to see him um, and make a bit yeah. of a, a weekend of it. So, yeah, um, I think he's going to be in for a tough night. Great that he's headlining a card, but really, as, as I think you said, Tom and Raf, I think everyone's coming to see Lomachenko um, to just say they've seen him fight. So I'm going with a Lomachenko stoppage. I'm thinking, I'm thinking probably eighth round, um, anywhere yeah. between eight and ten, um, and moving on. So Fury Povetkin, what do you guys think of that fight? Um, you have to say all track records of Povetkin stoppage, but I still think that Fury's got a lot to prove because. That that stoppage against uh, Pulev with the cut, I felt was a little bit harsh on him because mm. he got that cut after the first round. Mm-hmm. So we don't actually know how good Huey is, but if you looked on records, you'd probably say uh, perfection by stoppage. Yeah, I agree. I think Fury definitely has a lot to a lot to prove, but I think Povetkin, he, he punches hard, and I think you know, Dean mentioned it. He's had a lot of uh, you know time in time to the shadow, and he although he's young, he's fought Parker. He's for um, uh, who else did he fight? Um, uh, Bulev, Bulgaria. Yeah. But yeah um, I, I just think that, although it's, it's not a lack of um, you know experience with Fury because he's young, but he still he still shared the ring with these guys. Um, but I just think Povetkin, even himself, probably has a lot to prove because you know having to overcome the Joshua defeat. How much would that take out of him mentally? Yeah. Um, but he still comes and he still. Uh, One either yeah. or it's only going to be one of them, <laughs> um, but yeah, all jokes yeah, aside, I'm I'm gonna I'm going with Fury Fury. Um, I think he's gonna box his. I think he's gonna box Povetkin's head off. Um, I think he's gonna stay long. He's gonna be at range. I think he's gonna use the jab well. Um, I think he's got good feet work, so he's gonna circle um, Povetkin and use the ring. I don't think he's necessarily got the power to knock out Povetkin, but it could come depending on in terms of how much punishment he dishes out in terms of consistently landing the jab. Maybe the odd yeah. uh, 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 one to, to to kind of come in, but I'm I'm actually picking Huey Fury. I think you should be on his age. Um, I think he deserves. I think it's about time that he deserved a good fight, a good decision because you know the Parker fight in Manchester that was close. Uh, the Pulev, yeah. as you said, it was really the cut that kind of um, really made that fight go against him. He couldn't really see. Yeah. So. For me, I think you know a good win is, is is probably overdue for him, and I think this is the night we're yeah. going to see it. So I'm I'm going with Fury. Fury. Um, I'm going with Fury. So guys, last uh, last last two. Um, Tom, do you want to just talk about this um, interview you did with Atif Shafiq, um, and just tell us yeah. what, who he's fighting this weekend and what title he's fighting for? If you remember, yeah, um, on the undercard, uh, Lomachenko Campbell um, got James Tennyson and. Uh, I think Shafiq, which I think is a fight that's probably, although it's on late notice, I think Shafiq got the announcement uh, yesterday. Um, it's, it's probably one of those that's going to go under the radar, but arguably could be a uh, uh, fight of the night. Obviously, Tennyson uh, fell short to um, Kevin Farmer uh, for the IBS title. Uh, 
Shafiq is obviously someone that's uh, had a few, you know, interviews with us on the on the platform. So we wish him all the best. So mm-hmm. I think just to, to sum up, it's going to be a it's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a, a competitive fifty fifty domestic uh, affair. Yeah, nice, nice. Looking forward to that. Um, we've got last caller zero one two. I'm going to open the lines for you, uh, caller zero one two. The floor is hey, yours. Uh, hello. Hi, Eric. How are you doing? I, not too Hi, bad. Mate. Long time. How are you doing? Hi, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I was going to say, it's been a minute. Sorry, boys. <laughs> no ways, no Sorry, ways. Man. We're still here. What's on your mind? Question or statement? No, I was just, I was just calling to talk about um, uh, the yard fight. Sorry if you guys have, have, have already covered it. No, no, no. Um, go ahead. I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I, I'm, it, it bores me just hearing the same thing about being brave, about a British fighter getting beat in a world title fight because... For me, a boxer, the standards they set themselves, the least you can the least you can expect is for them to be brave in a, in a world title fight, the biggest fight of the career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but if I'm honest, mate, I think Sunday and to a degree Anthony Yard as well, they've made an absolute tit of themselves because although there was a stage in the fight that Yard could have had Kovalev out of there, he didn't. Um, and other than that sort of 60 seconds, he lost almost every second of the fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, just just, sim- just simple things. Don't get me wrong. I know I know he's relatively inexperienced, but you're relatively inexperienced. Don't don't sort of mouth off like that. Then you've got you've got a faded old champion there hurt, and you haven't got the initiative to go to the body. Andre Ward um, made the blueprint for it. Hit him up top, and then just just nail him to the body. And Yard just went head hunting, completely blew himself out. Mm. And then obviously, as you saw in in um, 9, 10 and 11 I think you can probably count on one hand how many punches he threw yes yeah. but yeah. you share the blame you don't apportion that to Tunde for you it's both of them well yeah mate I mean to, I think Tunde's got to take the majority of it because obviously some yeah. of the stuff he came out with was, was just borderline disgraceful like the, mm. the Andre Ward comments and, and, and things like that um, but yeah. to a degree mate Yard's yeah, yeah, part of that isn't it you know what I mean if, 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 if you're not sort of on board with it then you've got it yeah, of course yeah. it is, yeah. I mean, if you're not on board with it, go your separate ways, but... I mean, Yard did, a, did better than I, I expected him to do. I thought it could go early. I thought Kovalev might not yeah. come out early, but... I mean, I think Yard's got to have a look at himself there and have a change of team. Um, what do you guys think? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think with... Um, like you said there, Joe, I think a lot of the uh, narrative before the fight was, you know, how how is Yard going to live up to the uh, the hype? They didn't mention a lot about sparring. Um, I think Tunday came out with a comment and said about how... You know, he's, he's Anthony Yard's main sparring partner. And I think, like you yeah. said, that you've got to take into perspective, a lot of it is clout, a lot of it is um, talk to boost someone's profile. And I don't dispute, you know, Yard has got a lot of um, a lot of attributes in his favour. He, he's broad, he's got a good physique, he, he, he's someone that you'd expect to be on the billboards of a Nike advert or an Anidas advert and that sure. can actually fight. But I do also think that it was too early, um, the timing thing, you know, it wasn't the right time to, even though Kovalev is seasoned, he's, he's coming on a bit, this is, we're talking about a rugged Kovalev, who's been in there with Ward for two 12 rounds, um, has been in there with um, Alvarez, has been in there with other fighters down the years, so yeah. I think just overall, it's just a lack of a lack of experience, really, but also the experience, yeah. like you mentioned there, the lack of initiative to go to the body when he should have gone to the body, um, and yeah. try and just exert too much energy to the head, which is probably what probably tied him out in the end. And that's what, 
And I think there's definitely on that point, as Kojo, in terms of the, like, the inexperience. Um, I do. I don't think he should change the team totally. I think he should. Actually, I think he should add to the team. Same thing with Joshua after the Ruiz defeat. I think you should add to the team where you where there's clear d- deficiencies. I think you should do that. Um, I do think, and, and yeah. it's kind of justified in a sense of I don't know. Justified is wrong. I think he's got to be expected that, like I said it earlier, if you're making comparisons and saying your fighter has better skill set than Andre Ward and they do not display it, you have to accept. There's not been a fighter in the last 20 years that's got a skill set like Andre Ward bar maybe Floyd Mayweather. But even Floyd Mayweather at welterweight wasn't as rough as as Andre Ward. So I I think you're well within your right to even make that as a statement. Um, So I think he turned a lot of people off. Um, I think there's one thing about confidence, showing your confidence, but that is just, you went too far and I think... And I think that's where, okay, yeah, that's where I think he's getting a lot of the backlash from now. Is because everyone's like, "Well, hang on a minute, you said that he's got yeah. a better skill set than Andre Ward. Andre Ward stopped this guy, and like you said, well, Andre Ward got yeah, knocked down." Andre, Andre, so, yeah, if, if you've got a better skill set than Andre Ward, and Andre Ward arguably fought a prime Kovalev. Yes. Well, Anthony R didn't win a single round apart from the one that he had Kovalev out on his feet. And if you've got a man like that out on your feet, out on his feet, you need to finish the job if you if you've got this skill set. Well, yeah. where was this? Skill when Kovalev was Bambi on ice all over the ring in the eighth round. So. No, I totally agree with you. So listen, you know, to- I mean, just just off subject mm-hmm. to say that about Andre Ward. Personally, I think Andre Ward is probably the best boxer all round I've seen in my lifetime. He could do mm. he could do it all. He could make it rough. He yeah. could box. He could punch. He could do everything. Andre Ward. Yeah. And to say that somebody like um, Yard has got that skill set is just it's, it's disrespectful. Exactly, and and that's that's the key thing. I think it's just the disrespect. Which doesn't win you yeah. as many fans as the performance, because as you said, he wasn't. He, he, he there were some close rounds, but he didn't win any. I would say he, on the cards he was losing, but some of the rounds were close. But as you said, yeah, sure. we expect we expect it to be you dominating a few, at least what, two or two, three, four of those rounds, not just the round where sure. you could have finished him. And but look, before we let you go, Joe, just your thoughts on Lomachenko versus Campbell this weekend. Yeah, he, I mean, I think he's got his work cut out there, mate. Um, yeah. the, the thing I don't like about Campbell, um, don't get me wrong, I appreciate how talented he is and everything like that, and, mm. and God loves the trier, but Campbell's one of those fighters, not too dissimilar to, to Groves in a sense, whereby you can visibly see the wheels coming off during yeah. fights, even fights that they should be winning. Like I remember the, the rematch with Mendy. Yeah. Obviously, he got over the line in the end and he won, but there's times in that fight where you can just see him unravelling and somebody like Lomachenko, who's got the ability to just, you know, change the tempo of the, in, of the fight at the flick of a switch, um, I think, yeah. I think it's all wrong for Luke Campbell. I think yeah. it's all wrong for him. Yeah, no. Yeah. And Joe, uh, just to add uh, uh, one last question about uh, sort of the fight itself. Well, have you seen uh, Lomachenko? He's made Rigondo quit. He's made other fighters quit. Do you, like you mentioned there, you know, he's unraveled these um, sort of mentally fatigued. Do you see any kind of uh, reciprocal here with Campbell? Do you think there's any um, edge, or do you think he's actually mentally uh, screwed on for this fight, despite the skill set Lomo's got? Yeah, to be honest, mate, I, w- I wouldn't like to say he's a quitter because he's, he's shown no signs of it. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm. But I-, I see the corner um, saving him for another day. To be honest with you, uh, mm. if, the, if the ref doesn't, because the, the thing is with Lomachenko. He can open you up like nothing I've ever seen, and when he starts opening people up, you know nobody's gonna, nobody's going to want to see Luke Campbell taking sort of 
10, 12, 15 unanswered punches. Exactly. You know, if the ref doesn't stop yeah. it, then surely, surely Shane McGuigan's going to, especially after the, of the month or so boxing's had in, in yeah. terms of injuries and intelligence and so yeah. on. Like, don't get me wrong, mate. I, I hope, I hope he, um, I hope he does the job. You know, I'll be cheering him on, but I just think it's a bridge too far for Campbell. And, <laughs> Joe, sorry, sorry to um, to go on a bit, but it, it's such a shame that in boxing you get people like Luke Campbell who really get the tough end of the deal in yeah. terms of fighting Lomachenko and uh, Linares. Yet you get a, a world champion like world champion, I say in inverted commas, Tony Bellew or Anthony Joshua who mm. just get the exact right opponent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the manufactured yeah. part. That's true. This yeah. is what we were, that's what we were saying Yeah, yeah it, it's the business side of the sport, I suppose. But um, yeah, but even on that hard, side... Don't, I, I wish him all the best. And the thing is, I mean, and this is the thing, I do think, and you're right what you're saying, um, so I don't know how, where it's gone wrong, because again, Campbell won gold in 2012, he was the poster boy, probably even a bit more than Anthony Joshua, um, and you kind of look at their paths, and it's kind of like totally different, he's he's had some, I won't say easy fights, but he's, he's, he's had fights where, you know, they've been challenges for him, and obviously he's clearly lost, and... Yeah, it's just not seemed yeah. to have gone his way. But, yeah, like you said, I think all the best to him. We wish him the best, but this is, this is a gap too far. It's a shame he's had to fight Lomachenko yeah. for a vacant belt. That's probably one of the toughest things you can do. But, yeah, that's that's yeah. that's boxing at the moment. So, listen, Joe, thank you very much for calling in. Appreciate the support. Care, um, and enjoy the rest of your week. Cheers, Cheers, take care. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, guys, just quickly before we round off and then we end the calls, um, Bawatsi is taking on... Um, Ryan Ford for the WBA International Light heavy t- Heavyweight title. It's kind of gone under the radar, but I think this is a good look for Bratzi. You would imagine once he wins this, this puts him quite high in the rankings for the WBA. So potentially we could be looking at a Bivol fight. Um, how do you see this fight going, guys? Very quickly. Business as usual for Josh. Yeah. Um, I think a mid-round stoppage. Nice, nice. And then uh, we've got Joe Cordina fighting for the British... Uh, light tight, light welterweight title uh, against Gavin Gwine, uh, eleven and O two undefeated fighters. Um, I'll be honest, I don't know much about Gavin Gwine, but um, knowing Joe Cordina, you would imagine he's going to be able to put on a performance there. What do you guys think of that fight? Yeah. Welsh, Welsh Derby, and I think uh, Cordina again has probably got too much in his locker uh, for for um, I can't remember. Gavin Gwine, yeah. Gavin Gwine, Gavin Gwine, Gavin Gwine. Last but not least, uh, Charlie Edwards is facing uh, Martinez Aguila. Um, he's the guy that uh, Andrew Selby fought over in Mexico, and he KO'd um, Andrew Selby. Um, so Edwards is having a tough defense. Uh, Aguila is fifteen and one. Um, Edwards is fourteen and one. So 
Um, sorry, Edwards is fifteen and one. Aguilera is fourteen and one. So, guys, this is going to be a tough, tough fight. Um, you got to give props to Edwards because even his last fight against the Spanish guy, um, that was also not necessarily a Moreno. It wasn't a tough fight, but the guy kept coming forward. Um, and he showed that he showed some great boxing ability. Um, what do you make of this fight, and who do you predict to win? totally agree with you I mean I think um, you know when you look at this fight I think you know that there's it's, it's a great fight um, you're looking at ages um, there's, there's not that much in, in distance between them Aguilas coming in this with really a strange but great reputation he lost his debut fight um, and then has gone on to 13 straight victories majority of those um, as at KO so I think this is a really tough fight I think you know if people are looking at this as hometown fighter and you know, not testing off, not testing a match with fight, and he's going in, he's going to be in some serious deep waters, in my opinion, I think, you know, I've seen Aguila, just the highlights, um, there were all types of stuff with the Selby win, but not forgetting, Selby's a highly rated prospect, he stopped him, um, as much as Selby referred to the air, and, you know, the, the altitude at the time, my point is, this guy's a tough fighter, he's a, he's a come forward fighter, Edwards is going to have to, brawl not just box he's going to have to brawl within this fight so i'm looking forward to it um and i think it should be an exciting night of boxing so guys listen we've overran but it's been a pleasure as always um guys you want to just shout out the social media but so guys just going to say social media so it's instagram facebook youtube twitter all of the above at where tom (laughs) and guys don't forget we're going to be live streaming the shows to our Facebook page, so please subscribe to our Facebook page, which is Live Boxing with Raps on TV, and also give us a subscribe or a like on YouTube because it costs you nothing and means the world to us. So, guys, have a Free great charge. week. Exactly, have a great week, Tom. Rafi, it's been a pleasure as always. Uh, Rafi, good Bye luck on. with your exams, and I look forward to Appreciate speaking to you guys that. again. Yes. Best of luck for Monday, Rafi. Cheers. Take care, Cheers, guys. guys. Cheers. Nice one.